You know the vibes! Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K23. BJ Armstrong, a moment, see, and I feel like BJ, before I start this episode, we need to issue an apology to someone we disrespected by not mentioning them in the last episode. Because we talked about players who deserve to be an all-star and there's one name that one of our uh, loyal listeners reminded me on social media that we forgot to mention. And okay. I feel that given success their team is having, they definitely should have been mentioned. And that player mm-hmm. is Jalen Brunson of the New York Knicks, who are absolutely red hot right now. BJ, they've won, what, eight games in a row now? Things are looking good in New York. The NBA were criticized for having them on the Christmas Day slate against the Sixers, but they're the hottest team in the league right now. What are you seeing from the Knicks that's really impressed you in this turnaround? Because for me, not only has the play of Jalen Brunson been impressive, McBride has been very impressive as well. The young fellas, Grimes, Isaiah Hartenstein off the bench. What have you seen from the Knicks? Well, what I've seen from the Knicks is certainly over the last, what they have, a, they're on a seven game winning streak right now. Is it eight now? Seven, something like that. Yeah, eight. Winning is very, yeah, seven, eight games they've played in this league. And they have had, you know, and they, they've won all of those games. You know, just a week or two ago, you know, there was a big uproar there in New York about what's going on, what's the direction of this team. Yeah. And suddenly they've turned it around here. And and that's the NBA. The NBA is a league of it's a league of runs, right? One time, you know, one day you're down and next day you win seven, eight games and suddenly you're the hottest team in the league. You know, as they like to say. Winning covers up a multitude of sins. Now, I'm going to give the Knicks credit because it's very difficult to win and you have to show up. And they certainly, they have done that. You know, I think Jalen Brunson has come in. He stabilized the position in some regards because he he comes out, he plays, and he comes out there and he gives them a steadying force out there while he's playing. Now, I think they're about four or five games now over 500. Okay. And with that comes expectations. You know, New York is, 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 is a very difficult place. I think right now this team, they've won, but for whatever the reason has been, they've, they've been able to catch teams when, when players are out. Like for instance, I'm not taking away anything last night, right? Mm-hmm. They caught the, they caught the uh, Warriors last night without Steph Curry. They caught uh, the Atlanta Hawks, for instance, without um, uh, what's the kid they just got from the from the the, the Spurs? Uh, he was out um, with the Atlanta Hawks. Not Trey Young, but the what, what's his running mate? Uh, Dejounte Murray. Dejounte Murray. They caught the Murray kid. Now, those are significant, right? And the reason those are significant is because they're winning games, in my opinion, that they're supposed to win. And that's the first sign of a good team. So what I've learned about the Knicks in the seven, eight game stretch is 
they're they have a team that went that should win games when they have you know you know the the better talent right they beat the bulls for instance in back-to-back games um this is a this is a good team this is a very very solid team they, so, they've been winning games by a solid margin i think it's the average of 17 points in the wins on their winning streak so it's not like they're yeah. just scraping through they're, they're doing quite well no i'm not taking away anything from them i want to make this sure clear i'm not taking away anything this this team let, let me go back let me let me look this up so that way we could just go through their this winning streak. I mean, which has been it's been amazing to well, watch. They right? beat okay, the so Warriors by 30, beat, 38 points last okay. night. So this they, all started when it's all started in Cleveland. Let's just go back to Cleveland. Okay. Okay. It's all started in Cleveland on December 4th. Okay. So they've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Cleveland here. Um, they beat Atlanta, they beat Charlotte. They beat Sacramento, and De'Aaron Fox didn't play that game. I, I remember watching that game. They beat Charlotte. Okay, they beat the Bulls. They beat Indiana. They beat Golden State, and they beat Golden State. I mean, with the exception of Cleveland, if I remember, I'm not sure who played in that Cleveland game when they played, right? Um, but I remember watching the Atlanta game for sure. Murray got hurt in the very first, like, first four or five minutes of the game. They should beat Charlotte. They caught a break. They beat Sacramento without De'Aaron Fox. That's a huge – they've been playing good basketball. Then they catch the Bulls back-to-back. They beat a good Indiana team on the road. Okay, that was good. That went right down. I think that was a very close game, if I remember correctly. Yeah, And then they catch the Golden State. Okay. And then they catch – they've won the games they're supposed to win. Mm-hmm. That That's – that to me is an NBA. That's the first sign yeah. of a good and, team. So now they've got the Raptors coming up and the Bulls coming up. So they should win those two, take their winning streak to 10. And then Christmas okay. Day early tip against the Sixers will be the real test. Okay. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. That's, all I've said is this. The first sign of a good team, win the games you're supposed to win. That's a, that's how this works. Now, I'm not going to get too high with this, but also when they lose two or three in a row, I'm not going to get too low with this. And that's my point here with the Knicks is I want to see the Knicks when they play Boston, when they play Philly, when they play Milwaukee, when they play the Denver Nuggets, when they play the Memphis Grizzlies, when they play those teams, then suddenly now you start saying who's the hottest team in the league. I'm not taking away anything from those other teams, but, you know, when Deontay Murray, when he's not in the lineup, that's a the Atlanta Hawks mm-hmm. the Bulls right now they're struggling I know they won last night but they are really struggling right now okay they 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 are really struggling Sacramento without De'Aaron Fox that's a big in their lineup and then you know okay if you beat Cleveland when their roster is full okay you you start now you start to catch my attention okay you start to catch my attention on games like that you know, Charlotte, they've been depleted this year. Oh, yeah. You know, I think LaMelo just LaMelo just got back, what, a couple games ago. Okay. So that to me is where the Knicks are at. This is the first time they're they're consistent. And I will give the Knicks this. They have a rotation. You mentioned two couple guys, McBride. You mentioned um what's the kid that just stepped into the starting lineup at the two? Um, God, I'm, man, my name is 
going blank on the names. That would be Quentin Grimes. Grimes here. And so they've now they've settled into their rotation. Now, the big test for them is once they start, if they go on a seven and eight game winning streak after the Christmas game, day game. Okay. Mm-hmm. When they start playing well, those levels got, of teams. The schedule to them is they've got the Mavericks. Uh, and then they've got the the Spurs and the Rockets, which should be two wins. They got the Suns. Then they've got the Spurs and the Raptors. And then they got the Bucks. So the schedule's fairly. It's not looking too tough for the New York Knicks throughout January. But, but win those games because everyone's going to play the same team. When you win the games you're supposed to win, it's not about who's tougher or not. This is the NBA. You can't like, oh, well, I'm playing the Spurs. No, the Spurs have good players. Oh, I'm I'm playing, you know, Indiana. Those, those guys have good players. I'm playing Washington. Washington go in last night. They beat the Phoenix Suns. Win the games you're supposed to win. That's the first sign. That's mm-hmm. the first sign saying, oh, we could be good. Win those games. Because when you get to the playoffs, you got to win those games. Mm-hmm. That That's the lesson. Win the games you're supposed to win. And then also be in the games that maybe you're not supposed to win, but hang around long enough to give yourself a chance to win. And then now suddenly you're, okay, man, we could be really good. And then Mm -hmm. if you have a great player who's able to play at that level on a consistent basis, now you're talking about doing something. So right now, give the Knicks credit. They're winning those games. They're playing hard. They're playing much better on the defensive end. And they're winning the game. So now if they start losing those games, then I think heads will turn. Okay, and that's that's the key. Mm-hmm. That's the key to an NBA season. It's a long season, but win the games you're supposed to win, especially at home. Well, speaking of winning games you're supposed to win and losing games, the Chicago Bulls have been doing a lot of losing. And a report from our friend Shams Charania, who is not the owner of a NBA meme page on Twitter, apparently, he says that multiple league sources and sources close to the organization say that Levine and the Bulls are not seeing eye to eye. Over the past few weeks, there's been palpable feeling across various parts of the franchise of a disconnect over Levine's situation in Chicago. And then he continues to say the Bulls have held multiple team meetings to try and work out their issues. And that's included one-on-one face-to-face sit-downs between DeRozan and Levine. Multiple sources with direct knowledge who were granted anonymity because they were unauthorized to speak publicly on the matter of told the Athletic. Even more, multiple sources and sources close to the organization say Levine and the Bulls are not seeing eye to eye. So Zach Levine apparently is not happy in Chicago. What do you make of this? Because someone said this to me. I have an unknown source, a named source, who told me this a month or two ago, that keep an eye on Chicago trainers like Levine and him not being happy there. And I didn't I didn't think that was it because I was like, you know, he's just signed that super massive extension to his contract. Surely if there's going to be movement, it's going to be DeRozan whose contract's going to expire and Vucevic whose contract's going to expire rather than Levine, but he seems unhappy there. What do you make of this situation with the Bulls? Well, well first, I got to get you thinking like an executive. Um, you, 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 you're, 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 you're beginning to fall into the category of, of um, moving players on the last year of a deal. You know, when you acquire these players like a Zach, like Zach, when you... Like DeMar you say, and Vucevic. DeMar DeRozan, okay. If you're an executive, of course you want those players, okay, provided you want to keep those players. Mm-hmm. 
But you also want to get bad contracts or longer tenured contracts off your books, which the bulls aren't saying, oh, just give us your contracts you don't want mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll take those and we'll give you the what's called cap flexibility on the other end. Okay. So when these things are reported, you know, eh, not really, because it's 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 bigger than that. Okay, now it's also worth saying, whilst we're on that, the article goes on to say, Levine fought through an agony injury issue through the second half of last season, showing tremendous resilience and fortitude to stay on the floor for the first postseason appearance of his career. Levine could have undergone knee surgery during the season, but elected to wait until after the Bulls playoff run to ensure availability for a team. Now, it is worth noting, Zach Levine is represented by Clutch Sports. Shams Charania, who wrote the article, is represented by Clutch Sports. So this is more of a piece coming from Zach Levine and his team and his agency to, I don't know what their play is here to leverage the media in this, but that's what it's sounding like to me. Okay, that's what it sounds like. And, and listen, we just we just got done with the Knicks. Winning covers everything up. Mm-hmm. Then when you lose, see, the, when you win, you're not hot. When you lose, you're not that bad. But we in the media say when you win, they're the hottest team in the league. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you lose, suddenly now everyone's unhappy. Last year, the Bulls were winning and no one said a word. So let's take a little dive into what's going on. So they say the the, the Bulls and the Knicks, they're not seeing eye to eye. Well, if I'm not, if I'm maybe the Bulls and Levine, the Bulls and Levine. So here's the thing. Okay, they're not seeing eye to eye. If I'm not mistaken, the Bulls paid him right the max, right? Is mm-hmm. is yep. Didn't they pay him that? That's like the, as much by as my calculation, they gave him everything that they could possibly give him. Is that not right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Right? Is okay. Let's stick to the facts here. By my calculation. Or somewhere around there, he's over two hundred million dollars. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Let me get the exact figure. All right. Okay. Zach Levine is two hundred and fifteen million dollars for five years. Okay. All right. Okay. So the Bulls showed up, said, "Hey, you're our guy. We're all in on you." Is is is, is am I? I'm missing something here. Did they? Did nope, they not they, say that's that? That's what they said. They put that's their money said. where the. Okay, that's what they said. Okay, all right, all right. So let, let's get that out of the way. Now, a report, right? There's no factual here. We're just saying it's a report. But there, now, let's you and I know what could he not be happy about. Go, you go first. Um. Well, his play on the court, he's clearly hampered by his knee injury, so he's not been playing to the level that he would usually be accustomed to, but also the fact that when you watch the Bulls late in games, they do look very much like DeMar DeRozan's team. DeMar DeRozan will be taking a last shot. The offense will be going through him. And if you've just signed a max contract, that's not what you want to be seeing. You want to be the guy. You want to have the ball in your hands and you want it to be your team. Okay. So I'm just going to methodically go through this. The Bulls stepped up to the plate. Mm -hmm. You don't... you, You... Within their organization from top to bottom, everyone said, this is our guy. Mm -hmm. This is our guy. 
we respect the fact that whatever the injury that he may have had in the second half of the season, da-da-da, da-da-da, we are willing, we're all in on Zach Levine. So by all accounts, the Bulls are all in. So my question is, what's he unhappy about? Mm -hmm. What's he unhappy about? Like, okay, if he is unhappy, what's he unhappy about? What what are they meeting about at this stage of the game? Now, when you give up 150 points, Mo, I'm thousands of miles away living out here in California. And I watched the game in Minnesota. What are we meeting about? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mo, it was obvious to me, if you give up 150 points to a team that doesn't have Carl Anthony Towns, a team that doesn't have their other all-star, Rudy Gobert, and you give up 150 points, well, there's only one thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. That's called effort and energy. Effort and energy is absolutely necessary to play in this end, especially on the defensive end. And how many times, Mo, have you and I discussed what's the common denominator that all the good teams have? They all defend. Mm-hmm. This is everyone likes to say the game changes and they are missing their best defender in Lonzo Ball. However, there are okay, still major Mo, issues on the defense. Oh, we can okay, they're missing. Him. One player is not going to defend a team. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. One player. That, that's a fact. Bo, they gave up 150 points. That's called a total breakdown. Yep. We, we, now, for whatever the reason may be, Bo, they are not playing right now with the effort and energy necessary to win in this league. Because when you look at their roster, they have really good players, right? They have all-star caliber players. DeMar DeRozan, for instance, Zach Levine, Vucevic. You know, we know Caruso is a really good defensive player. He's a really good basketball player. Great role player. Okay. They have some really good players. For whatever the reason may be right now, they are not connected and playing together as a team. Okay? Mm -hmm. One player is certainly not going to fix all of those problems. That's a problem where everyone's got to look at themselves and say, okay, let's go back to square one. Now, good win for them last night, but can they sustain this? Their problem is not offense. Yeah. Their problem is how are they going to defend on the other end? Mm -hmm. We all like to say, this is a new era. This era is his. Ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, last year the Golden State Warriors were really good on the defensive end. The Boston Celtics, they were the best defensive team in the league. Mm -hmm. The Milwaukee Bucks, they are an elite defensive team. Mm -hmm. The Cleveland, all the best teams, it's the same story. Now, we love the storylines. Oh, this is a three-point shooting league, and this guy has a crossover, and this guy, okay, all those things are great, Mo. It's the same thing when it all boils down to. So right now, the Chicago Bulls have to push the reset button and say, our problem isn't scoring. Our problem isn't whose team it is. Our problem is, can we get 
stops. We can't Consecutive stop anyone. stops. Yeah. Right now, right now, Mo, they're not stopping anyone. Okay. I watched them against the Bulls, the back-to-back game. They're not stopping anyone. Mm-hmm. And, and until that changes, okay, on the defensive end, then you're going to continue to have these same problems because, Mo, this is a league where if you get stops, it increases your chance significantly by winning games. And right now, if you just look at the top four or five teams in each conference, I'm willing to bet you all of those teams are somewhere in the upper half of the defensive ratings in this league. Why? Because that's necessary. You don't just play offense in this league. You have to play on both sides. And right now the Bulls are struggling on the defensive end. And that's how this works. So when I hear those reports, okay, that's fine. That's great. That's good. Sounds good. However, if you want to know who the best teams are, just see who's playing the who's playing well, the defensive range wise. You've got the Cavaliers, you've got the Bucks, you've got the Sixers, Clippers, Grizzlies, yes. Pelicans, Knicks, Celtics, Heat, Knicks. Suns. That's the top ten. There, right there. there you go. There the worst you go. And all those teams. Well, it's interesting. Chicago, uh, they're not in the bottom ten, but you know they're the uh, I think they're like thirteenth or something in in terms of having the worst one. San Antonio, Detroit, Houston, Charlotte, Utah. Surprisingly, now mm-hmm. Orlando, Denver, Portland, Washington, and the Warriors. Big surprise there. There you go. And and and, and the Warriors right now are struggling. So say that's it. The Warriors last year they're struggling. A staple of a, a Steve Kerr team as much press and as much energy deservingly so they've gotten for the way they play on the offensive end and certainly the way they shoot the basketball they've been an excellent defensive group throughout the course of this run okay there's four championships they've been i'm certain i'm sure probably higher but they're without question they've been in the top five every championship run they've had so mm-hmm. you know that that's that's necessary if you're going to win in this league and if you're going to if you're going to play consistent basketball, that's what you can do every night. That's effort and energy, which is required that you bring to the game as a player. Mm-hmm. Well, the effort and energy, we're going to have to remain to be seen uh, by the Chicago Bulls as they try and turn their fortunes around. But that's another episode of the Hoop Genius podcast. Good times for Knicks fans, bad times for Bulls fans, and great times for listeners of this podcast. So make sure you subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating, because BJ and I will be back with more tomorrow from the world of the NBA. Don't go anywhere and make sure you get buckets.